take all the charity dick you've got. Get ready to get ready. Because this podcast will make you shit your pants. Where are your friends? What? What? Where are my friends? Ladies and gentlemen, all my friends are dicks. Yep. <laughs> You're definitely not ready. <laughs> not ready for this. Is. Welcome uh, to episode two of All My Friends Are Dicks. Woo! Can't believe Let's get we get up in this. Can't believe Wait, am I am I the dick? I just You're realized. The dick. Yeah, <laughs> all okay, my friends it. are dicks. This is a really special Fine. episode of All My Friends Are Dicks. We got our uh, good friend here, uh, Bodega Store Mike. How much meth did you smoke today? All of the meth. <laughs> on a scale of one to meth, most of the meth. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're here on 82nd, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, is the, let, this is the place to do it. If you're going to smoke meth anywhere... Where the meth here. flows like wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, or, we got uh, the world-famous DJ Zone. Oh, yeah. I feel like... Uh, I feel yeah, like... I feel like... Uh, <sighs> I, I really didn't want a hip-hop dude on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Who would? Well, <laughs> hip-hop guys are the worst. <laughs> well, 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 we, you know, like, we're kind of from the punk scene, so, like, yeah. I, I I wanted, like... But my hair's blue, so now I fi- I'm, like, part yeah. of... I'm one of you. Is that true, though? <laughs> like, I... <laughs> <laughs> if I, I gotta shave underneath my head and then make it a mohawk, and then yeah. then I'll be. Then I I'll feel be like cool, uh, like what is zone like? Um, you, since since we've moved here, which is <laughs> to Portland, which has been eight years almost. Uh, you, you're a like a fucking Pokemon, bro. You've yeah. evolved like <laughs> I've gone through a, to- a lot of. Changes. You went from like zone. And then to like Hollywood Zone, and now you're like Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm <laughs> now I'm like Hawaiian Zone. Now I'm now I'm. Oh, now I'm Lilo. <laughs> That's what it is. My, so when I was oh, when Hana I was means like family. fourteen, my rap name was Lilo because my middle name's Lee and my <laughs> last name's Lorenz. And then Lilo and Stitch came out, and I was like, I can't be Lilo. I'm not a little Hawaiian girl. No, you're fucking but Lilo I've grown now. into a little Hawaiian girl. I did it. I finally, I finally, I finally did it. I finally came it, to my full, this is my full self. Well, the, so this would be your third evolution? I mean, yeah, technically, maybe. so like. A few. I've gone through, I've gone through a few. There's a lot of, there's a lot of branches so come off. in the time I've known you, <laughs> so I've almost known both of you like the same amount of time. Yeah. Like I met Zone, I think when I was fuck like fourteen or something, fifteen, mm-hmm. and that was like bucket hat era Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like that, young was, that zone. was the beginning of my my backpacks and zone. bucket hats. My, yeah, yeah. I was very I was very underground hip hop. I only I. Like when I DJed, I only played underground hip hop, and I, that's all I would ever play. And it was only shit that nobody had ever heard. And every time I DJed, people would go out and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that was like, and I didn't get it. I was like, why don't they want to listen to fucking Immortal Technique and Pharaoh Munch? Like that's all I want to play, and you guys are gonna listen to it because I know what's best, and yeah. this is what you need to know. And uh, I don't know. Now Somewhere in there, my my DJ style changed, and now I only play Lady Gaga and Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> Those hips don't lie. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I feel like we'll post this on the IG, which we have an IG. Uh, all my friends are dicks. Letter R. 
<laughs> the hard R. The hard R. <laughs> we put the hard R and all my friends are dicks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I think we should post, like, the evolution of Zone from the time I first met him. Mm-hmm. I think I have a picture yeah. with you in every phase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we should, And if we don't, we need a picture of this phase. Yeah, this because phase. this one, we probably We should do one of those photos like, uh, like you see on the internet of where it's like... You, it's like a family when they're like little, you know, and they retake the picture when they're adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've done that. Uh, yeah, like those recreation. I almost yeah. want to see. We did one of those in Hawaii with Brady and his son Russell. We went to this like dock where they went when they first moved to Hawaii. And like, and then I retook a picture of like Russell and Brady in like the same spot like four years later. Yeah. Or whatever. It was like. I want to see one of those. Uh, like, you've seen those videos. It's mostly of, like, famous celebrities from, like, the time they're, like, four till they're, like, 70. Like, mm-hmm. fucking Paul McCartney. But it's, like, their face, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, morphing. Yeah. <laughs> and Zone somehow just grows gold teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just see them, like, just see them coming out. look exactly the same, but my hair just gets longer and blue and <laughs> gold comes out of my teeth. And I'm like Wolverine, but I've got gold in my bones because when we first moved here you were like in hot boy phase yeah you had the clean cut yeah that was that was uh that was the uh what's her the shayla phase where she was buying us new clothes with our own money that she stole from us and uh (laughs) wait wait you gotta explain who shayla is if you just throw that name out i don't know if you have enough podcasts for that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was uh we basically um I'll, I'll try to do the short version. We had a uh, manager that wasn't really a manager. Turns out her and her husband were con artists, and they stole a bunch of money from our investor and uh, fucked everything up in our entire lives. Uh, but it was fine. Uh, we, we made it through. To another day. And wow, bro. That took like the whole podcast. Yeah, that was a fast <laughs> one. I was, I was trying talking. to make it the fast version. But during that time, she was trying to make us all hot boys. And so I like stopped drinking Pepsi and I was drinking like a gallon of water every day and like eating salad. And then towards the end of that, when everything fell apart, I was like, fuck all this shit. I'm going to go get a Pepsi and a big fucking Carl's Jr. burger, and I'm going to eat the whole thing. And I don't like I didn't get into music to be a fucking supermodel. This fucking bullshit. I hate all of you. So you're not a weekend warrior. Yeah. And that's when his first green hair appeared. Yeah. (laughs) It's just one one strand. Single green hair. (laughs) It came out of my nose. It was weird. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So during that phase was the phase that we moved here. Mm -hmm. Was the hot boy phase. And then we got... Because right before we were pretty fucking hot boys when we came in. snowed in at my grandma's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was cool. And then my weirdo neighbor stalked us. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, dude. (laughs) That guy was a fucking weirdo. Those were actually, like, good times. It was good times. It was was good good times. times. (laughs) Your grandma's basement was good times. It was a great place. I am a big fan. I just remember, like, fucking going over there and, like, you're up to all hours of the night and you're making some fucking hamburger helper with like <laughs> fucking a pound of cheese thrown yeah. in a, uh, a whole okay. fucking so let me thing of Doritos. My hamburger helper. Uh, <laughs> so what I'd do is I'd make a pound of bacon just to keep the Jesus. bacon grease to cook the beef in the bacon grease. And then uh, you use. So back in the day, it was um, beef taco. 
but they stopped making that. And so now there's crunchy taco. Yeah. And they replaced the noodles with Fritos and rice, which is weird, but it works. Um, but beef taco was so much better with that pasta, but they don't have it anymore. But, uh, but so then I'd add, in addition to that, butter and uh, like half a bag of shredded Mexican cheese and a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos crushed up and some New Mexico red chili powder and sriracha. And this hamburger helper, I don't, because I would make the same thing with rice I would do the ex- all the same additions to rice doesn't do the same thing. There's something about that hamburger helper. You eat a bite and you feel your arteries start to clog. <laughs> like you feel the How are you still spread. alive right Nobody now? Nobody knows. <laughs> I, it doesn't really make any sense. I remember the first time Scotty had it. He came over and I made this hamburger helper and I was like, Scotty's a big dude. He can keep up with like the way I eat. And so I made a whole box of this hamburger helper and I put half the box in my bowl and half the box in Scotty's bowl. I brought him out. I brought out two gallons of Kool-Aid. Jesus And he Christ. was like, do you have a glass? And I was like, no, this is your gallon. I like gave him a big just water jug gallon with uh, <laughs> this two is my things of gallon, Kool-Aid bitch. in it. Yeah, I was like, this is my gallon. Here's your gallon of Kool-Aid. And I handed him that in a bowl. And he was like, oh, okay. And he took two bites and passed out for like 45 minutes. And then woke up, took another bite, and was like, you eat like this every day, you're going to die. And then went back to sleep. And I was like, that's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, the only per- There's only been two people other than you guys. You guys are on the list. There's like four people that can keep up with the way I eat Hamburger Helper. Yeah, and but it's we're guys, fat as fuck. But, but EK and Chase. And oh, it's okay. the most random thing. Because Chase, we're like, yeah, obviously Chase can eat. But when I met Chase, he was a skinny little 20-year-old punk kid. And I that hamburger helper made Chase who he is today. <laughs> um, Jeez. And then EK, for some reason, EK can eat like he's got a fucking hollow leg. I don't know what, like, I don't know what he's doing with it. But he's like the tiniest little guy. And he will just eat all of the hamburger helper and keep up with me. He, both him and Chase slept on my couch for like a year and a half at like different time periods. Uh, but man, EK can eat and I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but he's incredible. He's an amazing, amazing human being. <laughs> Dude, there was like some moments there at your grandma's. Like I remember like we would just go over there and it would be like nine o'clock at night and I would be waking up and <laughs> you'd be like like I don't know like I would just wake up and and I, I don't know it, it was just like it was kind of like how we talk about sleep's house how it's kind of like the fucking vortex yeah, of time. yeah yours was like that but it was more like oh, it was way harder fun I don't yeah. know yeah yeah <laughs> it was more fun <laughs> sleepy's yeah. not gonna it listen was, to this it anyways it was way <laughs> more like juvenile yeah 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 well cause I'm I'm a I'm a little kid even though I'm <laughs> 35 i still feel like i'm 14 you're 35 i'm now? 35 holy i'm shit. an old man i'm five years older than sleep was when i met him and i thought sleep was old oh, when i met him old. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's continued to get older it's crazy it's so yeah, weird but he still looks just as young as he did when <laughs> yeah he met him. yeah he still looks 19 he was old then though <laughs> 
But yeah. but what's crazy is I'm 35 and I feel super young. Like I don't feel like I feel like I'm just getting started. I feel like I barely started. Like and I don't know. It just, Your arteries might say something My else. arteries <laughs> might say something different. That is absolutely true. <laughs> like, we're fucking uh, about to finish, bro. My, my <laughs> kidneys and my arteries may not be on the same level my heart is. Uh, and by my heart, I mean my soul, because my actual <laughs> heart is covered in fat. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know... You know, we're having a good time. Uh, I, I don't know. my. I mean, When I say we, I'm saying me and my organs. But my <laughs> organs might not be having as good of a time as I am. But I'm we. But my... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, you only live once. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, you, Die no, when you're young. Exactly. No one, no one, no one makes it out alive. So why, why <laughs> try true, to extend true. that process? Uh, it's going to, you know, I don't know. What about... The kratom you're on right now. Uh, that's that's a great time. I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, kratom. I recently so I never did kratom until the beginning of uh, quarantine and COVID. Mm-hmm. And when that all hit, we the were best time to do kratom. Huh? <laughs> probably the best time. Yeah, to do probably kratom. probably the right time because we were in uh, in Long Beach. Me and Max got. Uh, quarantined in Max's beach house in Long Beach, Washington. Max Graves. Max Graves, uh, another fellow partner in crime. Uh, and there was like a, a gas station down the street from us that sold Kratom. And so I like picked it up one day because I know some people who've done Kratom and I was yeah. like, oh, I'll give this, give this a try. It's fucking there. What are we doing? It's the fucking end of the world. And, uh, I like it. It's like natural Percocet, but it's not, I feel like it's not as habit forming and addictive as like actual opiates. Yeah, but how much have you done since then? All of it. (laughs) No, No, uh, I, you know, I mean a fair amount. I actually, I didn't take any when I was in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii for two months and I used that as an opportunity to like, let me just not take Kratom. I don't need it. But you I'm didn't feel any kind of withdrawals or anything no. while you were... What, what's the most know. you've done at, uh, in one sitting? Um, just before this podcast. Yes. No, uh, <laughs> no. I think the most I've done in like a day, like over the course of a day is like maybe 12 pills, which is not really you could take more and it's not, but it's, I feel like around... Around eight to ten p- pills is when it starts feeling like a drug. Yeah, like so that's many, when you start feeling. How many like, did you take before we started? Before this podcast. Before this podcast. Uh, six. Six. I took four in the parking lot, and then I took two more once we were trying to set up the mics. And, and there I was were like, ones this you is made. Take a while. You capsuled yourself. <laughs> yeah, I capsuled myself, just like I blew myself with my hair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you trying to send yourself into a cray hole? Yeah, yeah, I'm going full. Full cray hole. Oh, shouts out to Cray. I miss Cray. Elton. Uh, but Elton Kratom. Kratom hole. Uh, <laughs> his middle name is Tom. No, uh, but it should be. That's that's that would that would be great. Cray Tom. <laughs> Cray Tom. I just put that together. His last name is Hole. Uh, <laughs> Cray Tom Hole. Man, this is a great time. Yeah, yeah. We're Cray. doing we're doing good. Um, yeah. I agree. Uh, with all those things. So what is what does Kratom make you feel? 
Um, well, I mean, I guess it's it's different for everybody, but it's it's similar to Percocet for me. Percocet is kind of makes you floaty and euphoric, but for me, it also makes me like energetic and like want to do stuff. Not everybody gets that. Uh, most people, when they take Percocet, it's a downer, and so you feel kind of like uh, want to fucking you feel like Kurt Cobain. I've heard um, somebody talk about it and say <laughs> that it felt like. Uh, like uh, heroin or some shit like that. I mean, in large doses, it could feel like that. It It is similar to an opiate, but it's made out of the coffee plant. And so it's technically mm. similar to weed in that it's like a stimulant and an opiate mm-hmm. kind of together. Um, except like a, not like weed. Like a hippie speedball? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a hippie speedball. That's what uh, that's what we call it. Like whippets or hippie crack. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, Kratom is like a hippie speedball. That's uh, mm. it's are all you, natural. Gluten-free speedball. Are you still on the whippets? Uh, every now and then. Yeah. I'll do some, I'll do some whippets uh, here and there. Because uh, w- not the last time I seen you, but one of the last time I, times I seen you, I was with GFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we all were uh, downtown protesting. Yeah, and, uh, and I had a I had a random I got like I think I had a cancellation I got done with sessions early and then I was like oh and I like just came back from the store I was like I'm gonna go get some whippets and I went and got whippets and then you were like hey what are you doing and I was like I'm just kicking it at the studio doing whippets come on through yeah and uh, yeah you guys came through and I don't even remember I feel like I played you some songs or you something played us that sleep track oh yeah that's right and then I was just doing whippets. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you guys want any? And you're like, no, nah, 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 that's fine. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do whippets. I've never, like, done drugs. Like, <laughs> any kind of drug I mean, I've ever? done, like, shrooms. I've done mushrooms mm-hmm. and smoked weed. Yeah. But that's about it. I've done a lot of acid. I feel like, yeah. like a lot. Next, <laughs> like a lot of <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time you come on the podcast, I feel like you should just bring all the drugs. Yeah, let's and do just some let whippets. me try them for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be sick. Oh, I that should be my podcast. Is I just <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> I introduce people to drugs and send them down a spiral down hill. What would, what would that? What would your become, podcast they be become called? Homeless people. Uh, M- the making of a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. I'm like the billionaire of homeless people. A lot of people don't <laughs> don't realize that. That's just uh, that's how I live my life. You still um, live at the studio? Yeah, I do. I uh, but hopefully nobody I record listens to this. I don't think they will. Uh, <laughs> we can edit this shit out, but it's gold. Yeah, yeah. But it's so I've basically been homeless for seven years but i'm like the cool kind of homeless person uh because i'll get i'll get like a hotel at the marriott and like stay there and like do you know i'm like i'm like a baller i'm like the most balling homeless person that anybody like i could totally afford to get an apartment but it just it doesn't make any sense to me right now like i had an apartment for like eight months with uh Eddie. Yeah, with old, with old Eddie. Uh, and hey, that we, fool uh, zone's racist. <laughs> that fool zone lived with me. He was racist the whole time. I put the hard R in your podcast. Uh, but I... <laughs> but uh, no, I... Um, uh, love being racist. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, so no, I uh, <laughs> no. So um, I had an apartment for like seven or eight months, and I was just like, "What am I doing? I'm paying a thousand dollars a month for a shower and laundry. Essentially, yeah. is what I'm doing. And I still spend like ninety eight percent of my time at the studio, and it just 
all it was adding was like a two hour commute every day, like an hour there, hour back. So I was like, I'm just getting two hours less of sleep every night because I have an apartment. And I was like, this isn't really like accomplishing anything. And I'm just dumping money into nowhere. And then everything got weird at the end of that, where like I found out he didn't put me on the lease and then the landlord fanned out and it like turned all this random stuff. And then, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to opt out of this. I think maybe let's just not. Man, I wish yeah. we would have talked to our last guest <laughs> yeah. about his roommate. Oh, thing. yeah, because he was he Chato was, was Eddie's roommate after oh, you. Like when you moved shit. out, Chato moved in. Dang. And you can only imagine. And it yeah. was going to be a Chucky oh, sticky man. frenzy. That's a crazy mix. Me and Chato should start a podcast. <laughs> just talking. You guys about should Eddie. be roommates. <laughs> just talking about Eddie. Because <laughs> like Zone would be like flickety fly 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 yeah Eddie, and then it, <laughs> Chato would be like, Boom, fuck Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. See, I, no, I have no hard it. feelings against Eddie. I literally, I never really had a bad interaction. I feel like or moment with him. Uh he did like the cops came one time when he wasn't there because he like accidentally stole someone's phone or something like weird <laughs> like it was like really Whoa. fucking weird but like the, it was like that was honestly I think that was the second to the last or the last time I was at the apartment yeah. and I was like thinking about moving out and then like cops came and were like banging on the door and I was like asleep and I like woke up and was like huh and they're like are you Eddie and I was like no I don't know <laughs> what you're, you're like hey folk get the fuck out yeah, of here yeah and I was like I literally have and they were like talking at me and I was like half asleep and was like I have no fucking idea what you're talking about but you gotta go and I just like shut the door and I don't know what and then I like hit him up and was like I don't know the cops are looking for you and he was like oh shit <laughs> and I never followed up with that so I have no idea what that was about uh, really uh, other than the weird story that Eddie told me that I all I remember is he somehow ended up with somebody's phone and then they were like tracing it and like I don't know I stole oh, it from a got racist all, got all CSI and weird <laughs> Absolutely. So, true. Uh, <laughs> a reoccurring topic on this podcast because you're with half of the MFA is uh, is the last time you shat your britches. Oh, I can tell you a great story about that. Actually, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I <laughs> this is another one. I don't remember who it was. Was this recent? It it was maybe two years ago, two two and a half years ago, something like that. It was like early days of me starting to like do studio stuff and like I was I was working in Zeb's room and uh <clears throat> so it's also the last time I ate KFC and I won't eat <laughs> KFC anymore because the thing that I've realized about KFC and this kind of solidified the deal kind of the opposite but was it of solid? solidified I guess it was very very liquefied <laughs> yeah 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 there you go but it, uh, yeah, I realized literally every single time I eat KFC and I don't know if this happens to other people but immediately have to shit my pants if I eat KFC <laughs> any amount of KFC if like a little bit 
Like I'll eat, like I touch the skin to my tongue, and I'm like, oh, I got a shit. Like right, like right away. And it's there's something wrong with whatever they're putting in KFC. There's it's, there's not it's a the eleventh urban spice. Yeah, MSG. Uh, <laughs> it's whatever it is. Whatever it is, one of those herbs and spices is not good for your bowels. Uh, but so, so what happened is I, I woke up at like eight or nine in the morning and ordered KFC when it, it was 10 because it opens at 10. So I woke up at like 10 in the morning, ordered KFC for delivery and got it, ate a bunch of KFC, immediately went back to sleep and slept (laughs) up until the point that, uh, I had a session, which was probably at like 4 PM or something like that. And I had a session up in Zeb's room. And I woke up and was like, oh, my God. And I was like 15 minutes away from like the session. And I had to shit really bad. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, I got to go. And I like tried to make it up to the bathroom and I didn't quite make it in time and totally ended up shitting my pants and was like, fuck, what do I do? Because I was like, I don't know. Like, I, oh, my God, I'm in this crazy situation. I have like people coming I got to do a session in like five minutes <laughs> They're like coming here. <laughs> and so uh and so I threw my underwear away in the that was I like cleaned up and I threw the underwear away in uh the dumpster outside and it I put <laughs> the best part is I put it in the KFC bag I put my, <laughs> I put my underwear in the KFC bag and <laughs> just wore no just free balled it in uh, in my jeans and I walked outside as I'm throwing the KFC bag away the clients are coming up to like and I'm just like throwing a KFC bag away and like all right ready to start your session let's go and nobody had any idea uh, I assume uh, <laughs> from which you came yeah, shall did a session <laughs> pretending that I didn't just shit my pants yeah. five minutes before uh, we started that session but you know so you just you gotta you, the show must go on that's yeah. what yeah. they say you gotta you gotta keep it keep it together I envy people that have never shit their pants because that's not a fun experience well see uh, I, I, I am still <laughs> on the, under the belief that Everybody has. Everyone has shit their pants. I mean, at least when you were a baby, for sure. I'm going to be completely 100% honest with you. I don't remember the last time I shit my pants. Like, I remember one time when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. like, laying down in bed and, like, shit the bed once. But I, I must, it was, like, before I was six, but, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like I I never like sharded before or that that I remember anything, but I feel like I definitely I feel like Charles shits his pants and sharts a lot because he loves to fart <laughs> and he's always trying to push out the best fart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. like he shits his pants more I often. Still, I still don't. I'm, I'm more of like a fucking quiet, laid back guy, so yeah, you don't hear yeah. me fart as much unless you're really close I to me. I still don't mm-hmm. shit my pants as much as Rick, dude. Rick's like for <laughs> yeah, this year, he's 2021. He's I think he's. Shit his pants three times. See, that's the only <laughs> that's the only shitting my pants memory I can really think of. Yeah. And it was a dramatic one. Oh, yeah. And I was it's like really yeah, yeah, I guess I guess shitting your pants is never like, yeah. oh, this this was easy. Uh, it's, <laughs> it probably is pretty easy. Yeah, though. I mean it is it is very easy actually. Like uh, there's been quite like, a few many times that I've like 
thrown up all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah like but, see, uh, I don't do that very often. I think the last time I, like, threw up that I remember was, uh, well, the last time I remember, like, throwing up from being, like, too fucked up or whatever was when I took, um, an, I ate an edible that was oh, yeah. way too strong oh, and yeah, had yeah. a drink. That was the craziest thing. So I had a homie uh, back in the day that worked. I'm not going to name his name in case uh, he wants to be anonymous. I don't think he does, but it's whatever. What's anyway, his name? Uh, Joe. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so Joe worked at the THCF, which is the Hemp and Cannabis Foundation, for anybody who doesn't know what that is. And um, this was actually before weed was legal, but it was medically legal at the time. So they were making uh, different products for, uh, for medical patients. And um, I made really good weed butter. And so Joe would come to my house once a week with like a garbage sack full of shake and be like, make me like 20 pounds of butter, I'll see you in a week. And then he would come and pick up all the butter and then bring me another bag of shake and then I would just, we repeated that process for months and months. And every time he would come back, he was like, you gotta make it stronger, make it stronger. Every time he was like, make it stronger, make it stronger. So the last one I ended up making like really, really strong. Like it was like twice the amount of weed that I'd ever used before to make the butter. And uh, Paul, who was the guy who ran the THCF, ended up throwing a handful of hash into the weed butter later, like when they got it there. And then they made these brownies with it. Uh, and so like a week later, I was at a bar with Max and uh, Joe came and met up with us and gave me this like handful of brownies. It was like 12 brownies in like tinfoil, but they all of them were like the size of a quarter. They were like super, super tiny brownies. And so me and Max both ate one and we gave the rest out at the bar. And I had one whiskey sour and this little brownie the size of a fucking quarter. And it was fine at the bar. Everything was cool. I drove home. Everything was great. Me and Max went to my grandma's basement to uh, make a beat. As soon as I walked in the door, it was like, Boosh! And I just like everything hit me and I was like the most fucked up I'd ever been. And I like went in and was like sat at the MPC for like 20 minutes and couldn't remember how it worked. Sat or, at like, the MPC or you, you were sad? I was I, I sat at the MPC while sad because I didn't know how it worked. <laughs> uh, but no, I was I was sadly sitting at the MPC and uh, <laughs> and I like couldn't remember how to work it. And I, I just, like, was way out of it. And then I went into the kitchen and just leaned on the refrigerator for, like, an hour and a half, just breathing. Just like, oh. And then I went and threw up, like, I'd been up for days binge drinking. Yeah. Like, the worst throw up for, like, an hour, just, like, violently vomiting. And I never ate edibles again after that for, yeah. like, 12 years. Yeah. Until recently... Now I can eat edibles because well, they're made. Yeah, it's all regulated yeah. and they're made out of oil, and so you know what you're getting. Yeah. I did have one other time where I got really fucked up on edibles with Marty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was over at I Sleep's house. Uh, we, 
I like fell asleep there and woke up and Marty was like packaging all these gummies and was like, Hey, you want a weed oh, yeah, gummy? I that. Yeah. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah sure. I, how strong are they? And he was like, I don't know, like five or 10 milligrams, something like that. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I'm down with that. And so I ate one and we were talking and like <laughs> hanging out and everything was cool. And then all of a sudden I got really fucking high yeah. out of nowhere. And I was like, that's weird. Like I just woke up. I was like, I don't remember smoking any weed. <laughs> All of a sudden I'm super stoned. And you were like, Oh, you ate that gummy. And I was like, that's right. And then sleep came down and Marty was like, Hey, how strong are those gummies? Zone just ate one. And sleep was like, zone ate a whole one. Those are like a hundred milligrams. You're supposed to cut those into like tenths or twentieths. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck. And all the plans that I had for that day were done. <laughs> nothing I nothing mean, that I planned to do that day happened. Dude, literally <laughs> I just went back to sleep for like ten hours. Literally the highest I've ever been in my fucking life, dude, was off of fucking edible. Yeah. And like edibles they do that. are edibles, you know, like they don't edibles fuck are around. weird because they're either like it's either I'm like not high at all yeah. or I'm like my day is ruined yeah there's like no in between i feel like it's hard to like find the balance with edibles dude one time i fucking took a uh an edible so talia she like went and trimmed weed for like i don't know like two months and uh she came back and she had all like this finger hash and keef mm -hmm. and shit and one day, because she used to be my downstairs neighbor, one day I come home and there's like a Tell fucking... Tell Sleepy's daughter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One day I come home and there's like a fucking, like, four pieces of cake just sitting, like, mm -hmm. on the on the table and it's, like, wrapped. I'm like, what the fuck's this cake all about? And uh, I, like, look at it and I, like, kind of open it and I smell it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's weed cake. So I ate a whole fucking piece of it. Mm -hmm. And Eric ate a whole fucking piece of it. And then I'm playing this video game, Just Cause 3. And it's like a pretty intense video game. Like, it's like about like war and fucking dictators and like revolution, revolution mm -hmm. and shit. And I'm like playing it and I'm like hella into it. And then I'm like playing for maybe like an, like an hour. And I, I'm like, fuck, I think I might eat another piece of that weed cake. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll do that, but I'm going to, like, beat this fucking level or whatever. And, like, literally, like, after I thought that shit, like, I just fucking, like, it was like the scene on Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't think of my fucking name. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you know you're fucked up when you can't even think of your own fucking name. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like fucking gone i was too scared to look at my phone i was scared to like go out <laughs> yeah, and smoke yeah, yeah. a cigarette that's always the the one too and it was like, like too fucked up it usually only happens to me on acid when i like just like put my phone away and i'm like i can't look at, yeah. i can't go on facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't do anything because then everyone's gonna know they're yeah. gonna figure it yeah. out yeah <laughs> I, think like, I can't do anything the right most now. fucked up i've been on edibles too uh, also Revolves around Sleep's house. <laughs> but uh, I ate this fucking weed cookie one time. I don't know where it came from. I think one of his friends gave it to him mm. or fans or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I, I ate it, and I was just like like that one fucking chick sunk into the couch. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I couldn't move very well. Yeah. And, like, I was just, like, so fucking high. And uh, Talia had came over to the house, and she was like, <laughs> can I have one of those edibles? And he was like... Yeah, you just just eat a little piece because you don't want to end up like that. And I'm like over there, like fucking 
<laughs> like all slouched over and my eyes are barely open and I'm like fuck well yeah like like that time uh, me and Eric ate him dude me and him were together well we were in the house all fucking day like literally till like 7 o'clock at night so yeah. like we probably popped that edible at like 10 in the morning yeah. and then we had band practice that night so all day goes by. Me and Rick don't fucking talk to each other once. He's just in his room, and I know, too. I like. I'm looking over at his door, and I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> and I wonder if this hit him yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I fucking, I, I fucking, I knew. I seen seven or eight o'clock came by. I go knock on his door, and I'm like, I'm like, band practice. He's like. I'm ready. <laughs> but he was fucked up. And we showed up. We showed up at a uh, at Luke's house, our old drummer, and he uh, he knew like right away. He's like, "What's wrong with you two? And we're like, "Everything's fine." Dude, that fuck. But literally, that was like a fucking whole day thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like you said, it literally fucked my whole day up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember this one time. So. We were staying at uh, this apartment over off Foster in Portland, and uh, yeah. and Rick, who's our guitar player in the MFA, he'll be on this pod, but uh, he fucking was, like, drinking and uh, was asking if we had edibles, and we had this fucking gigantic bag of, like, the, the trimmings off yeah. of gummies, because yeah, Charles yeah, trims yeah. all the gummies for uh, uh, edible company, and, like... Uh, a huge bag and this fucking dude reached in and grabbed like a handful of these gummies and he and like he just shoves them in his mouth and just eating and i'm like dude i don't know how strong those are those are like just trimmings off of just hella different gummies yeah yeah he was like i'll be okay and then like an hour an hour or so goes by and we're like watching tv and i'm like tired i'm like i'm gonna go to bed and he's like okay me too and so i like go back in the room and i'm like laying down watching netflix in my room and fucking like 20 30 minutes later i hear a knock on my door and he's like hey man do you think i could uh come in here and and sleep with, with you he's like there's something in your living room and it doesn't want me there <laughs> like, and then, like he was fucking tripping hard dude yeah but no yeah like edibles man i don't know what the fuck it's like because well, you you process them differently. Because yeah. like weed, you know, goes through your lungs and goes into your bloodstream yeah. directly. But when you eat edibles, yeah, it, it like has to go your through your liver yeah. and stuff, and it processes it like alcohol. Yeah. It's actually the only way you can overdose on weed. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Like you can, it's it's still really hard to do, but it's way easier than smoking weed. Like it's yeah. really hard. You could also technically overdose smoking weed, but you'd have to smoke like a pound a fucking minute or something crazy. Yeah. Like it would be like, really like hard to impossible. overdose. Yeah, like, yeah. They're pretty much impossible. Yeah, yeah. But like with with edibles, you can actually overdose on weed if you're eat, if you eat too much. So uh, Andrew, uh, our our uh, well, the drummer of the GFL. No, he's the guitar player of the GFL. Oh no, no, yeah, he is. The, he was he was the previous uh, drummer of Question, Question Tuesday, Tuesday mm-hmm. and he's playing in some other bands as the drummer. But we'll keep silent on that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, 
He, uh, I love dude, that you told the other story that your like mom might hear after you talking about <laughs> yeah. you lied to your mom, but you're like, oh, but the drummer stuff, we'll keep that on the download. Yeah. We won't yeah. <laughs> say anything about that. Well, it's, it, I, I don't know. That was a He's p- the official fluffer of the MFA. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That but anyway, uh, Andrew, uh, dude, he can pound fucking like edibles dude he oh, ate edibles okay i didn't know fucking after the fluffer i didn't know where that was going <laughs> <laughs> he can fucking he can pound with the d <laughs> but dude on his birthday dude he ate 30 fucking hush guns oh dang Third which are how much milligrams 50 50 dang so, dude that's like he ate all fuck of that's crazy quick math who can do that 30 times 50 1500 milligrams <laughs> But that's, that's a lot. lot. Yeah, it's a lot of milligrams. I mean, he was like a hundred milligrams ruined my day. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like all the things I had planned, none of those happened because of hundred milligrams. I feel like fifteen times. We should have that. Andrew on the show <laughs> like, and just feed him like two thousand milligrams yeah. and see if he overdoses <laughs> yeah. inside on the podcast. Dude, we, I think, uh, like it would be a cool episode to like. Get him, yeah. Like, like I want him to be the first person to ever die from weed, from weed on your on podcast, our podcast. Live. Yeah, you should do. A, it should be your only then, live. Then podcast. you will be fucking famous. Well, then yeah. he's gonna be the drummer of the. He's the guitar player at GFL, yeah. but yeah. he uh, <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, he. I, I. I don't know. It blew my mind how much fucking like edibles he ate, but he was like stumbling around. He was like, "Oh, yeah, I course. don't know what the fuck's going on." Like, yeah. <laughs> like he got fucked up. Like, yeah. yeah. I can't even fucking imagine. Yeah, I can't wrap my brain around that. I don't That's even know lot. how much the most milligrams I've ever taken, but it was probably like. Somewhere around like 100 yeah, to 150. Yeah. I don't know, man. And I felt like I was going to fucking like, yeah, enter another dimension. That fucking, a lot. That yeah. fucking cake tallium made, dude. Because I've done 100 before. I made and a, that cake was fucked. I made a quarter pound cake one time, That is what I called it. Because yeah, I, I, quarter quarter, I, <laughs> I put a quarter pound of weed into a cake. And I can't remember the math. I think each piece was like a half ounce or something like that. Mm. And uh, that was back in the day uh, when we were growing in our apartment before it was, it was medical. So it was legal medically, but it was before it was like legal. But did you have a medical license? Yes, we did. Oh, you did? We did actually. So it was legal. Um, Yes, it was legal. Uh, but it was before weed was like recreationally legal. Mm-hmm. But we had all the homies over, and we like had a trim party, and we trimmed everything. And then I took a quarter pound of trim, and I made it into butter, and then made this cake with it. And the cake was actually really cool because it was a chocolate cake, and then we put a giant like nine-leafed weed leaf mm-hmm. on the cake, and then sprinkled green sprinkles on it, and then pulled the leaf off. So it was like green sprinkles with like a chocolate weed leaf in the middle Mm -hmm. and then we each ate a piece of that cake and then had a jam it was the other the guy from my other story joe his roommate eric uh he came over and was playing guitar or bass i think joe played guitar eric played bass but so eric came over and played bass and max was playing keys and i was like scratching and then we each ate a piece of this cake and then had this jam for like four hours. 
and it was like the weediest slowed down fucking weirdo jam ever that we recorded on four track tape because that's how we were recording back then uh but i remember listening back to it later and being like what the fuck is this Cause it's like, <laughs> we were so fucking high uh yeah yeah i don't know that's the end of the story yeah. <laughs> it's not as cool of a story as I thought it was, but it, it was okay. We're gonna cut that one. <laughs> we should, yeah, yeah, you should. Should you should totally cut that. Uh... So uh, weird weather we've been having. <laughs> yeah, dude, I came back from fucking Hawaii, where it was like all humid and hot, and came back to the hottest fucking record weather of portland ever oh you were here for that huh yeah 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 that was like dude and the ac at the studio went out oh the first day of that first day yeah and we were like the first day was like the easiest dude i know and luckily my room downstairs retained the cold yeah. yeah it retained the cold for a couple days the last day before we got the air conditioner working it started getting pretty hot down there but then it was cool. But it was I was really surprised how long it stayed cold yeah. down in my room. But anytime I'd leave the room, I'd like go up to the rest of the building and like, holy shit. It's yeah. like a fucking sauna in here. It's crazy to me because like so uh, me and Charlie are from New Mexico, which is a pretty hot place, but yeah. We're from northern New Mexico, so it doesn't get too hot there. Mm-hmm. Um, usually like when we were growing up, like 105, something like that. Yeah. Even but now, like, dude, it's, it hit I looked it up. 17. I, yeah. I, dude, the hottest it's ever got in Farmington and, is 103. Yeah. Well, up until about like, a week it, or two ago. Recently, yeah. but yeah. The yeah. hottest it's ever See, been in Portland was 107. Yeah. And we broke that three days in a row. Three. Yeah. And like, every day it was higher and higher and higher. Crazy. But like, I like have memories of like when i was a kid where i thought it was much hotter you know i was like yeah oh yeah it's been like 110 in farmington but like it was over here it was like hit 118 and then like a few weeks later i seen on facebook it was, it was like an all all-time high in farmington it was like 107 yeah, yeah and i'm yeah. like holy fuck it was yeah. way hotter fucking here yeah, i would have fucking settled for 107 yeah. it was crazy no i came back here and it was like right before all that it was like maybe a week before all that shit happened and then i was just like god damn i might as well have just stayed in hawaii what the <laughs> yeah like what the fuck this, what this <laughs> thought it was gonna but, come back to like cold portland yeah me and, and this dude we were in that. We were in New Mexico and we drove through Utah. Like right were, before that shit happened. Yeah, and we were, it was like a heat wave going through Utah and shit. And I remember getting back to Portland for probably like the first two weeks. It was fucking nice. It was yeah. like, it was nice. Because yeah, yeah. it was hot in Farmington. I remember getting back like, being like, oh God, I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. The fucking, it was like, like 98 yeah. there in New Mexico, 99. One day it hit 100, maybe yeah. 101. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that bad. But then here, like when we had that fucking heat wave, it was crazy because, like, um, the third day, which was a Monday, it was the hottest day of the heat wave. Yeah. And I come home from work, and our, uh, which is in this apartment that we're podcasting in right now, but the power was completely out. Like, and we're like, fuck, our power's out, air conditioner's not running. We sat in the heat for, like, two, like, one to two hours, and after, like, just chilling with no power, just fucking... Like dying, I had went downstairs and I noticed our downstairs neighbor's air conditioner was running, and I was like, "It's just our fucking power out. What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. So I like 
and we had just moved into this apartment, so I realized I forgot to set the electricity up in my name. Oh, and shit. So they turned our fucking shit off, bro. Those fucking bastards. Well, that's God, the heart, bullshit. The heartlessness of a company to even, like, even if you didn't pay your bill, I can't even imagine being a company and being, like, in the hottest heat wave of Portland ever and be like, oh, yeah, fuck these guys. We're turning their power yeah. off. Like, they probably like, seen your Zia flag. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck these guys. Oliverga and shut your power <laughs> off. <laughs> but yeah, no, that shit was crazy, man. Like, I, cause as a young kid, I grew up in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And that, like, 116 yeah, is kind of yeah. like, it's hot. Not abnormal. But yeah, it's, yeah. But like that. But it's a different kind of heat, too. Yeah. It's like that dry desert heat that yeah. it's not like, like Portland gets all humid when it gets that yeah, hot. Yeah, it was like it's muggy. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, but it was, like, almost, like, dry... Like, there was a bit of that time where it was, like, God damn, this feels like fucking Arizona or Vegas yeah. or something, where it's, like, it felt like that super hot, dry heat where it was, like, what yeah. is even happening? And people think global warming isn't real. Yeah. It's not real, and the Earth is flat. I know, it's not. It's true. So, uh, you... Uh, <laughs> been working on some uh, new new musics with some of your old uh, yeah, some of my old groups yeah. uh yeah i guess so um before all of this when like quarantine started me and max were uh um quarantined at, at his beach house in long beach for three months and on our ride back from that we listened to this uh eddie valiant cd and we were like dang man eddie valiant was dope and we haven't done any new valiant stuff in like eight years and we were like, we should fucking bring Valiant back. And so we started working on this new Eddie Valiant record. And that shit's coming together crazy. We have, like, tons of features on it, which which is abnormal for Valiant. Like, typically, Eddie Valiant stuff that we've done, we never really had a lot of features. Yeah. It was always just, like, me, Max, Scotty, David, Chase, uh, you know, was just kind of the core group. And all the songs were kind of based around that pretty much every song on this new album has at least one feature on it. There's maybe like, there's a couple songs that we may shorten and not have features just for the sake of like getting the album done. Cause we're mm-hmm. waiting a little long for, for some, some features and like some people, but like there's like so many features on it. Uh, I am on a track. Uh, we got Tony Hill just on a track recently in Black Butterfly that they fucking killed that shit so hard. Yeah. Um, there's a hell of people. I'm like yeah, I got to losing my, my train of thought of how many people are on it. Um, Mike Crenshaw is on that track. Uh, we got... Oh, God. Who's even... Hold on. Where's my phone? Hold on. I gotta... So I don't lose lose track or forget who's on it um let's see we're getting Henri on a track we're trying to get nyquil on a track we'll see if that works that'd be dope uh we are gonna try to get sleep on a track we got chesky uh he wrote a verse he hasn't recorded it yet but he sent us like a mock-up of him doing it that that's gonna be super dope we got our homie lucas Dix from um Hives Inquiry Squad from back in the day. We got him on there. We got Rekka. We got Phil. Um, Helene McTools. Nobody knows that guy. We got Young Dirty Bastard on a track, which Damn. is like, yeah, which is kind of crazy. 
And the way that happened was really weird too, because um, me and me and Scotty were blackout drunk one night, uh, just like recording stuff at the studio. And we were like working on shit until like 10, 11 in the morning. And then Benny came to pick Scotty up because then he had to work all day. So then he didn't <laughs> sleep and then worked all day. I slept for an hour and a half and then had 16 hours of sessions and then passed the fuck out and then woke up the next day and found four songs and a video that I had sent to Scotty that I remembered none of. Like, I didn't remember any of that stuff happening and was like, what's this? And it was like three tracks that we started and like recorded. And then this video of Scotty doing a hook. And um, I just posted it on Instagram. Just like I didn't put any like hashtags. I, th I think I've seen that video. Yeah, yeah, I didn't put any hashtags. I didn't do any kind of promotion for it. I was just like, hey, new Eddie Valiant stuff coming soon. And like this video of Scotty being like hella drunk, but then killing it was on this like on? hook. Yeah, no uh, shirt off. Oh, yeah. So it was like real, real Scotty. Uh, shirt off and uh, he's like doing this hook and then out of nowhere somehow Young Dirty Bastard stumbled upon this video and then he like commented on it and was like yo you gotta let me get a verse on this track and I was like fucking yeah alright and then I guess what happened is so our old manager for the Chicharones uh, Kalista now manages Old Dirty Bastard's um Estate? Estate. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, like, he hit me up first and then realized me and Kalista were friends. So then he hit up Kalista and was like, who are these guys? And she was like, oh, Zone and Scotty? I've known them for years. They're fucking awesome. Whatever. And so she got me his number. And so that I, I got in contact with him and we talked. And that was weird, talking to young Dirty Bastard on the phone. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. I'm talking to old Dirty Bastard's son, like, on the phone. And, uh... And yeah, and so I sent him the track and I thought I was going to get like a verse back. Um, but there was like three empty verses and this hook and I sent him this track and he just freestyled over the whole thing. So he gave us like three verses and then we were like, what do we do to this? We, we got Max on a verse on it um, and then we actually have an idea where it will kind of work into the theme of the album because it's as a standalone track it's kind of it's like it's not even like an eddie valiant track anymore it's like an eddie valiant beat that has scotty on the hook but it's like a young dirty bastard song featuring scotty yeah produced by eddie valiant it's kind of like what it is um and then and max too like max is on a verse but uh it's like i don't know we're still trying to figure out if we're going to release that as like a single by itself or put it on the album but we have a way where I think it's going to work in the... Because it's kind of like a storyline album. Eventually, what I want to do is I want to get make it like an animated movie. Yeah. Um, and like have all the videos be animated and make it like a full-length movie. But that's going to be really expensive. But I also have homies of homies that work on like Cartoon Network. So I'm in the process of like trying to figure that out and actually like might be able to make that happen. Um... But I don't know. But so, uh, yeah. And then Brady's on a track and then we got smoke sister on a track and, um, Northorn lights. And then we're getting DMLH on a track. And then another one, we're getting another one of my old groups, lethal audio, uh, 
we're getting Nick and Troy on one of those tracks. So Dr. Seuss and Flawless. Anybody knows that guy. But, uh, yeah, from Bad Habitat. And then, uh, yeah, there's, like, a lot of features on this. And there's, like, a couple other features that we're, like, trying to get that we may get that I don't really want to put out in the air because they're... Un- like until they happen it's yeah. like oh uh, maybe yeah yeah but uh but that album is coming together really dope and then me and max went to hawaii for two months to visit brady and uh spark and like a bunch of our homies but me and max and brady used to have a group called the Nightcrawlers, and we recently uh like while we were down there we started a new Nightcrawlers record and we have that like pretty much done we have like 11 or 12 tracks i think done for that and i'm i'm about four tracks into mixing it right now um but that came together really cool uh and i gotta like record scratching for it and stuff like that that's like the last step but um but yeah but that's coming together really awesome and we haven't i mean the nightcrawlers album we did like 16 17 years ago something like that it's crazy it's a long time ago uh God damn it. How old were that you That makes then? me old. Uh, I had to... Well, so I think we were... Maybe it was like 14 or 15 years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I think we were like 19, I think. Damn, you were 19, 14 years ago? Y- yeah. Yeah, I'm 35. Yeah. Holy damn. shit. That makes me feel old as fuck. You are old as fuck. I'm old as fuck. I'm an old, old man. I mean, now. well, I mean, we were like, I mean, I was almost 15, 30 years 14 ago. Years ago? 14, 30 years? Four, 14 30 years, years ago. 30 years ago, you weren't even bored. Yeah. Well, 14 years ago, I would have been 20, or no, I would have been 20. 14 years no, ago, you were no, 20? That's no, crazy. 16. Damn, you go back to me. fucking even, going to I was 16, 14 years ago. So 14 years ago, I was 14, right? Yeah, for 14. I might have been 15. You were 14. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was when we were just uh, first. Because I gave you that Nightcrawler CD back then. Yeah. I remember that. Because at the time, that that was, I think, new-ish. And then... So, Red... Oh, uh, Gray Skull. You gave me Gray Skull Bloody Radio, which was new, I think. And Hesitation Wings? Yeah, that seems. Which I, maybe I feel not like have even come out yet. I think it was yeah, maybe like the yeah, yeah, the yeah, like the pre. Of it. Yeah. yeah, so because that was around the same time. I was finishing. We I was we were finishing up hesitation wounds, right around the time I had like just finished the Nightcrawlers record. Yeah, it was kind of like all happening kind of at the same time because actually the Nightcrawlers started as a group the same night that I met Sleep. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. And I was on a lot of LSD during that time period. So things kind of blur together. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a when is, uh, time. When's the new uh, Chi-Chi's record coming out? I don't know. That's a that's something to ask Josh about. You should have him on the podcast. Yeah. And then he can talk yeah, yeah. about uh, all the uh, verses he needs to finish recording. <laughs> yeah, because it's pretty much... Shots fired. That's yeah. Like... <laughs> Only speaking because I like am friends with all of them, but uh, that album's been pretty much recorded since we've lived since we moved here. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That's true. uh, I mean, waiting on these parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the sleep parts are all done. Um, The songs are pretty much done. 
There's there's a lot of I will say there's a lot of stuff done done on it that Josh does have finished parts for. There's like a couple things that Josh yeah. has to finish, the, but and they're fucking great songs. Yeah, so. yeah, and but that whole record is such a weird thing to listen to for us because it was that Shayla time, which was like a really yeah. weird dark period for all of us circa 2012 yeah yeah so whenever we go back and listen to that record it like puts us back in this weird dark place even though they're very happy poppy songs i want to hear them like uh, that was 2013 because 2012 was warped tour yeah Yeah, 2012 was warped tour and then we did streetlight manifesto tour and then we came back from that and then we started um then we started then i got my studio and a backpack set up and we did organ failure and then started the next Sleep record and the Chi-Chi's record at around the same time. I w- and both of those actually still need to come out. I and wouldn't even been, be uh, mad been, if they can that whole record yeah, and, and just, just started a writing new a new one right now. I know. Like, because that, to me, it's like a lot of fucking time has passed I know. since that yeah, like yeah. was like a, a thing. Yeah. I and mean, I feel like there now it's like songs, times have there changed. There are songs on that that I I think should come out. I think if anything um, to I think like so too, yeah. re-record them. Yeah, though. yeah, think, yeah. Well, now I have like the SM7 is a great mic, but now I've got the U87, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. And like if we re-recorded all that, it would be a totally different record. Yeah. And we could make new memories that are fun and happy yeah, memories yeah, that, that cool. don't exist around Shayla's. But isn't weird, that what music's weirdness. all about? Yeah, it's, yeah. The bad it's time. making memories. I just yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. Right. I mean, we made a bunch of music with yeah. David. Yeah, I mean the best music, <laughs> the best music is made during the bad times. Yeah. You don't really like, like, yeah. That's always what pushes you to make the best art. I feel yeah. like is through like the shitty nonsense. But that time period was a weird, surreal one because it felt like good times at the time, and then mm. we realized it was really bad times. <laughs> a little yeah. bit later, yeah. we were like, oh, this is actually not good. And this- See, that, that's what's crazy is all that was going on right when we moved here. Yeah. Like, we and moved yeah, yeah. into that Into situation. that scenario. Yeah. And Let's- so... You- you were probably just like, oh, this is normal. This is the way everything is. And we were like, everything's going fucking crazy. And we have no idea what is going on anymore. <laughs> What's like- cool is like uh, just having you on the podcast is like um, you guys kind of influenced us to a level where I don't know if you know, but like even just taking it back a little bit to Nightcrawlers is like when we, me and Charles were first in a band together, we Mm -hmm. were called Left Blank. And that's when I first started dabbling with writing music and shit like that. Um, We had a song called Nightcrawlers because that was right around the time you sent him the Nightcrawlers. Well, he gave me a CD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You you gave him a CD and uh, we were like playing in a garage, like at his grandma's house and shit. And so we had a whole song called Nightcrawlers and we would play that shit at like our high schools and shit. I don't think it exists. anywhere or something. I mean, it was dope. I remember there was like a fucking five minute drum solo in that song. (laughs) Yeah. That that makes me happy that there's a song dedicated to the Nightcrawlers with a five minute drum solo. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Uh, those are pretty fucking good times, but that was just like the evolution. I think that was like fourteen years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right around the time, fourteen years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that we were just getting started and uh, like doing Mm -hmm. music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so were we in a way. I mean, we had been doing music for a while, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) There, there. They were already like fucking sixty by then. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean like. 
with with the Nightcrawlers and stuff, like we'd all been doing music, but I feel like the Nightcrawlers record was like when we all kind of started taking stuff more seriously. It was like that age where we were like, okay, we're yeah. doing this like for real now. Because we did like me and Max and Troy and Nick and John and David did the Lethal Audio album when we were like I was like 17, I want to say 18 maybe, when we did that album. And then me and Max kind of broke off from them and started Master and Mind, which was just our kind of like me and Max project. And then we met Moose Knuckle, which was Brady and Geppetto, and they were opening for sleep. Um, we like we met them at the same night at Rock and Roll Pizza and Moose Knuckle was opening up for Sleep, and there was, like, four people there at the show. But it was, like, Sleep fucking murdered it. Like, it was, like, a crowd of, like, 20,000 people. And I was just like, dang, that's, like, a professional. He's playing for me and, like, three other people. Like, it's his last show on Earth. And it's fucking playing the Olympics or some shit. Um, and Henri was fucking wasted. I, <laughs> I remember Henri was, like... Looked like he was right on the verge of about to throw up the entire set. <laughs> was that just because like, the Chi-Chi's were playing? No, it, was, it wasn't It was Chi-Chi's, actually. That was before Josh came down to Portland. Okay. And they Chi-Chi's were on a hiatus at that point. I didn't even know about the Chicharones. That's another crazy thing. I discovered the Chicharones while DJing for them. Yeah. Like, I had never heard Chicharones or anything like that. And then Josh came down to visit... And I remember Phil telling me, like, oh, you haven't heard the Chicharones? Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't even know what that is. And he was like, oh, my God, you got to hear these guys. But then I DJed for them because I was already starting to be Sleeps DJ at that point. And then Josh came down and then I DJed for their set. But that was my first time hearing any of those songs was while DJing for them. Yeah. Um, and, well, except for one of them. Because the beat to guys like me... I learned how to scratch on, yeah. which is crazy, which is yeah. like a weird, random, like crazy thing that kind of blows my mind when I think about it. Because my roommate, Tom, back in the day, uh, used to download all the like he was like a like it was before Torrance. It was uh, what's that zero O day shit and like, like um, IRC. OK. And it was like post LimeWire and Napster, pre-Torrents, and it was like the beginning of like peer-to-peer -peer kind of file sharing stuff. Um, IRC, I think that's just what it was called, like M-I-I-R-C. Um, anyway, he was just like, he was the dude who like downloaded all the like crazy music. And I remember asking him, it was like when I was like early on, like learning how to scratch and I was like can you just like collect all your favorite instrumentals from the past like year or two and just give me like a CD of dope beats and then I'm just gonna like scratch to those so he gave me this CD full of beats and one of the beats on there was the guys like me beat and so I like learned how to scratch I was like I was like practicing chirps for fucking like two years like on, I mean I was other beats too but I remember like listening to that beat over and over again and like practicing chirps over that beat and had never heard the song. I had no idea what the song was. I just knew, I just had that beat and was scratching to it. And then that we did that show 
And I remember I was just like DJing for them and playing their songs. And then I played that beat and I was like, I know exactly how to scratch this beat. I fucking have been scratching this beat for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, that's fucking crazy. But like weird, I don't know. My whole life is filled with weird full circle random moments like that where things just like, oh yeah, that's exactly what was supposed to happen. Like, um, I just made a post about Biz Marquee, uh, rest in peace the other day. And my mom's old boyfriend when I was four, uh, Bo, AKA the Cisco kid commented on it. And I was thinking about it and I was like, it's so crazy because Bo Cisco kid used to play shows with sleep while he was living at my house, dating my mom when I was four years old. He was leaving the house and going and playing shows with sleep. He was, a, he was and then 30 coming at back. The time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn, sleep's old. Yeah, <laughs> which gives you any. He could have been your mom's like boyfriend. How old sleep is? He could have been my mom's boyfriend. No, but uh, he. Uh, but it's so crazy because we discovered that later when I was like talking to sleep about like how I got into hip hop and stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, this guy, my mom was dating this MC from San Jose, Cisco kid. And he was like, Cisco kid. And he was like, was he like an Italian dude? And he like wore a fedora and like rapped about his dick all the time. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's the Cisco kid. And he was like, holy shit. I used to do shows with him back in the day. And it was like that time period. It was like 90, 91, 92. And I was like, that's when he was living with us. Do you know any, uh, Cisco kid, uh, versus rapping about his dick? Um, I remember a line where I, I don't remember what led up to the line, but he was like staring at the bulge in my pants. And I just, I remember, I remember that. <laughs> so was like, fucking funny, dude. You talking about some girl at the bar. That's the only thing I remember <laughs> is just like staring at the bulge in my pants. And uh, and my mom was on a song of his going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all she, that's what she did in the background. But she was on one of the tracks. I have the tape somewhere. Uh, it's called Incognito was the name of it. And there's like a picture of a fedora in fucking crosshairs. Jesus, bro. Incognito. <laughs> yeah. This dude, oh my God. Uh, I want to meet this guy. Oh, he's great. He lives in Mexico now. We actually, while I was <laughs> wow. in, dude, while we were in uh, Hawaii, I actually ended up talking to him a bunch because he like hit me up and we ended up like talking a bunch and I was like, that's so crazy. Um, but yeah, he's living in Mexico and is like trying to like start up like a studio or like a venue or something out there. And, uh, and it's so crazy. It's like so crazy that I'm like, I run a studio and I've been like touring everything. And I'm like, it's fucking bananas. I owe it all. Like we were watching new Jack city when I was four and you like introduced me to all of this shit. Like, that's the only reason, like, I mean, it's not the only reason I would have discovered hip hop later, but that was like the, my introduction to hip hop at like a super young age was listening to all these mixtapes that he would leave around the house. That would be like. Bell Bib DeVoe and MC Hammer and Phil Collins and all this like random shit just like mixed together and I would like listen to him in my Walkman like walk to school when I was and like now five he's like, and, like staring at the sag in my pants <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your mom's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man it's so good it's so weird and what's crazy too is I went to a studio with them when my mom recorded that when I was like four or five 
And I realize now that that was um, uh, Pete Pete Ni- uh, Pete Nice and like Five Fingers of Funk and like all those dudes, which is where like Sleep and Old Dominion was recording early, early oh, like not cool. Old Dominion, but like probably like early Sleep, probably like Oracle's Creed time or something like that. Like yeah, yeah. they were like going down the there Seattle and shit. And like that's fucking so weird. It's like all connected. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea until like years later. Like it's, I don't know. It's bizarre because I also bought the Commune Alien CD, uh, which was like an old kind of pre Old Dominion thing. I think it was like Snafu and um, Nichols and some people. It was like I can't remember who all was in that group, but I bought that CD out of Columbia House. The like where you oh, yeah, yeah. buy you buy a CD and you get twelve CDs for a penny or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I like totally ran the fucking scam on that where I signed up with like five different fake names and like and every time you referred to somebody, they got the twelve CDs for a penny and you got five free CDs too. So like I just got tons of free CDs from Columbia House, and one of them was that Commune Alien CD, and only because my grandma had Whitley Strabber's Communion. And so I like realized the the reference there and was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Had no idea they were from the Northwest or anything like that. And then had that CD and then ended up like DJing for them all like 12 years later or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of that kind of shit that fucking blows my mind when I think about it. So it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> when that happened. Well, uh, it was uh, good to have you as a uh, guest on our podcast, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I can... Uh, no, no, my, no, you're good. All my, all my stories go for four days. No, no, so, you're good, uh, dude. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like we were saying in the last pod that we did with Chato, uh, we definitely are going to have uh, reoccurring guests. Characters. Well, yeah, because yeah. we only have so many friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they're all dicks. And they're all dicks. They're all dicks. <laughs> well, some of the people, though, like <laughs> on my list of people to hit up, I'm like, man, they're not really a dick. Yeah. Well, we'll be, we'll all but, be, but definitely <laughs> zone on here. Was, I feel like you were too nice for this podcast. I know, Can you I just know. say something mean? Fuck you. There we go. You're a <laughs> yeah. dick, bro. It was like, dang, dude, that was too mean. Yeah, Tone yeah. it down. That Tone was it too, back. It's like zero to a hundred. That's not, <laughs> can't do that. Well, hell yeah, I'm man. Uh, well, we look forward to hearing some new music yeah, coming out yeah. your studio and, uh, yeah, doing yeah, more things. So many, so many musics coming yeah. soon. Uh, I've recorded twenty nine thousand songs in the Holy past three years. Shit, really? which is no like that's, is which that is real crazy. Number? That's a real number. That's like not an exaggerated number. That's like absolutely real, and it fucks my head up thinking about. No wonder that. why your hair is green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, al- that's what's going on. You're almost halfway to a fucking Eric Anarchy's level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm almost there. One day, one day I'll catch up. But uh, <laughs> but most of those are not my songs. That's just songs that I've recorded yeah, with yeah. Uh, other people at the studio. Um, but you know, I've got, I've got a good, good collection of our own songs that are coming soon. Yeah. Um, and I'll throw, uh, one of the new Eddie Valiant tracks featuring Brady, uh, AKA Daps from Nightcrawlers, uh, at the end of this one, just to give you a little, little taste of both Valiant and Nightcrawlers and one. I love the tastes. 
Um, and uh, you guys can check that out and try that on for size. See how that hits your taste buds, um, which is not how you listen to music at all. Uh, it's actually your ear holes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll put our taste buds in your ear holes. There's a snake and, in my uh, boot. Yeah. <laughs> there's a snake in your boot, and now there's a tongue in your ear, and it's <laughs> our fault. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Well, uh, it was good. It was good. <laughs> oh, we're so bad at this. Uh, I think I think this is the best. I, this is my this is one of my favorite podcasts. I think I've done. I think it just because we're all friends. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Can, like talking it. Like yeah. I don't even. I like forget that it's even a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like yeah, telling sure. dumb stories. Just <laughs> I guess what podcasts are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dang, that's crazy. all right well until next time uh yeah follow us on instagram and uh follow dj zone on at the dj zone on instagram uh i think twitter i might have changed it to that or it's zone pdx but facebook and instagram it's at the dj zone OnlyFans. Uh, OnlyFans is Zone 444. <laughs> 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 All right, cheers. Check out this new Eddie Valiant track. <laughs> Bye. There's no way out. 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 It's a long walk, hope you have long legs Cause it's a long leap to hop The road that you make is what you pave Take aim and get your head straight Don't be a waste get erased And be replaced and be amazed at how fast Things can change and be alone again I'm going home at least to what existed in this instance Wheel the difference, giving light to the dead and the misfits The ones that never had a chance but did it anyway Cause nobody listened, the ones that made their own way Created out of nothing, kept catching wishes Following the line of the distance The sun breaks the way that love hates Wet paint, too late, you followed your dreams And did the distance to haunt your own existence your independence and identity That's on the trail to your own destiny Hurry up and finish Yeah, let's go.
them awkward, they get lost and naked ball and chain my stasis My spirit guide is my mirror eyes That's the only fear inside Oh my, my, my joker face to pierce All right. I know we ain't big sleep for flight But it's over No more of Holding on for your dear life It won't be long, it's nearly light, it's nearly night you hear me right Guess when these girls are visiting me Nobody is listening, please don't you go befriending me Stroll along, maintain composure and calm Make believe we do not hover over the fog Make peace because we will not see us another dawn As we march to the beat of these godless drums We are the undone Business unfinished, visions is vivid Cryptic senses up to six since they sent me to seek for self Redemption Love is forgiveness, my grudge is endless Cemented in the upper tenets I'm the 